All right, y'all. Today's podcast is good. And I know I say that all the time, but today we have a fellow passionista here who just, we go together like peanut butter and jelly. We vibe on all things entrepreneurship and motherhood and and life in so many forms of the um, word and the concept. But most would really assume from the outside looking in that there would be a big red X over our relationship status. In the social media realm, it would be, it's complicated. I mean, we both have mastermind collaborations, women's groups, we both coach, we both have podcasts and memberships, but the overarching easy answer to how this works and why we're coming together to share ideas and conversation and even money back and forth is that we are co-creators. We know that there are plenty of pieces to the pie. We know that our end goal collectively and individually is to truly help you grow, to serve our communities wholeheartedly, and to do it well. And we know that despite mental roadblocks that we all face on a given basis, we really just want to see you all thrive in your passions and find your purpose and get out of your own way. So today we come together and we bring you our own flavors, but you see so much of our overlap and we really hope that it just meets you and speaks to you. So really, if you are a woman looking to feel empowered, this is for you. If you're a woman looking to break chains off of self-hindering mindsets, either personally or professionally, this is for you. If you're a woman raising babies and you are putting them first, this is for you. If you're a woman who is a visionary and yet has no means of action, this is also for you. If you're an introvert or an extrovert, a nine to five employee or a jump all in wham, yes, I just said wham. If you don't know what that is, this podcast is also for you. So I am pumped to introduce you to Elizabeth Henson. She also has her own podcast, as I mentioned. So go show her some love on the Messy Success Podcast. But listen to this episode first. You will not regret it. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there. Holy, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerly Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Welcome, welcome to the studio. This is Elizabeth's first time in-house. So and so it's pretty fun because I have visited you in all of your little spaces. And um, it's been really fun, just evolution of getting to know one another. Uh, we got introduced, and I've just been like seeing her from afar for a long time online because I know her husband from high school. And so um, seeing you know the type of person that he married, it's like so cool because we ran in the same social circles and kind of all will like jived with like that not necessarily that we should be mm, 
claiming ourselves as high achievers, but in that like go kind of mentality, um, positive for sure. Um, and just really jovial people. Like I felt like we always had fun, um, but we were always doing something around leadership. And so to see that he like fell into that in a marriage setting, I'm like, yay, I love that. Like you're, you met, he met a good match with you and likewise for you, for him. Um, but to see what you've been doing has been really amazing. I actually came alongside you last year and that development helped me personally grow, um, think outside of the box, but really I came to you for rest because I feel like what we do is, um, very similar in how we coach, but then at the same time, like, where are we getting filled? Where's our cup being full? And last year you were that for me. So I am excited for you to kind of overflow to my audience and share what it is that you do. And we have a lot of like connections. So, um, just let's dig in. I'm excited about it. Like, I feel like we've collaborated in so many different ways over the years. I'm like, how have we not like sat down and done anything like this one-on-one? Yeah. I mean, cause even way back when like I did pictures for your modern maternity yes. stuff, like, gosh, that's so true. I know. That's I know. True. And then, um, like our connection with Tatiana, like yep. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited to be here and, um, you know, we loved having you in creative network and all that good stuff. Yeah. So. It was really fun. And I think, I, gosh, I, I know that, but I just forgot about it, but your photography skills are a whole nother like <laughs> part and hat that you wear, which is so amazing. But knowing that there's other people, other women in our community, like advocating for such like just overall well-roundedness, I like just thrive off of that. And so it always just makes me so happy to know that there's other groups that are like, you know, doing four good things, not only for themselves, but for their community outlets. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm yeah. glad that we're in person and it's just us. I, I like to say like we're it. multi-passionate, right? Yes, so totally. like photography was amazing and yeah. it allowed me to quit working for like corporate America, yeah. but I needed the helping people part. Like I needed the teaching part, yes. that component. So so cool. So kind of like walk us down that path. What was that like for you? Um, because I know you were a part of corporate America. Where did, where did that evolution happen? Oh my gosh. My evolution is super messy. So, um, it's like literally that, that gift or that meme that you see where it's like, you know, real life. And it's like messy, 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 yeah. messy destination. Like that is me. Um, but the quick, the quick and dirty version, um, I graduated from ODU with, um, a degree in graphic design, did that for like two years and really missed field hockey. Cause I played field hockey there too. Cool. And started coaching at ocean lakes high school. Yeah. That's what led me to teaching art at ocean lakes high school where I met my husband. Um, I've always loved photography, but like everyone's like, you won't be able to make a living doing that. Yeah. Like everyone pushed me to do graphic design, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's safe. Yeah. And I didn't really know any better. So um, after Mark and I got married, I kind of picked the camera back up. Mm-hmm. Funny story how my mom gave it to me at my bridal shower. Oh. And I'm like thinking I'm going to open up like a dish or underwear. And there's yeah. this like really nice DSLR camera. And I just boohoo cried in front of everybody. Oh. I'm not a big crier. Oh. But it's like, I just knew I was going to do something with the camera. Wow, that gives me chills. <laughs> yeah, That's it's so crazy. Cool. Um, and I did. I never put it down and I built my business and I quit teaching. And then, you know, photography very early on, like I wasn't even very good yet. Yeah. And I was like, who wants to learn how to be a photographer? Like, that's just who I am. Like, That's just so let it all hang out. Like, yes. I will teach you. Yeah. And that kind of evolved into the actual, like, entrepreneur coaching and community oh. building and, you know, all the things that I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, 
which basically now I still photograph weddings. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that for seven years, which is crazy. Um, but I'm taking a lot less Mm because I have three kids at home. Um, so I'm looking to take like five weddings a year versus Mm -hmm. like 25. Wow. And then I have, um, the two memberships. So the Hampton Roads Creative Network, and Mm -hmm. then I have a virtual membership, Shine the Light Society, um, masterminds, like, I'm just a total nerd. It's so good. It is. I'm so fun. I'm the same way. Like my husband comes in in the morning and I'll be drinking my coffee and getting ready. And I'm listening to like a podcast about like SEO. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. So did you know? And he's just like, why? Like he loves me. He just kisses my forehead and is like, you're cute. And walks away where he comes to me though with like outlandish things. He's telling me about this guy who hiked his hiking like a 4,000 miles. So larger than the width of the United States in China along this almost like a rock scramble and he's going like historically like learning about what happened in that area so he tells me stuff like that all the time like see you're weird too just in your own weirdness and that's okay I love the blending of all the different types of people and that's where that multi-passionate space comes into play because you can wear all those hats and actually pursue them and have it under this concept of like an umbrella of this is who I am and that's okay I don't have to explain or segregate yourself in those ways and I think you did a really beautiful job of like of like the evolution of that for people to not feel confused and it's okay also if it's messy because that's life yeah totally Totally. I know my husband's like, there was always a drop off. Like the photography, I kind of got it. Like I understand what you were doing. And then all this other stuff started happening. And he's like, I don't even know what you do anymore. <laughs> but that's 2020. Like that's, that's multi, multi-passionate and then multiple revenue streams and, you know, personal brands, lifestyle brands. Like we actually have this amazing, um, world that we live in where we can just make money being ourselves right like like the more authentic in yourself that you are online like you build these tribes and like we get to make money just doing whatever the heck we want like i think like i've never thought of it in that regard like obviously that's what it is especially this whole concept of personal branding um and not like even and i have fit and faith as my instagram i struggle with that so much because i go back and forth on what that means but um it it's it wouldn't God like intend for that? Like, I feel like that's like a heaven thing to say that like, you should do what you love. You should be affluent in what you love because that's who you are instead of the opposite, which we were really taught to like go into the workforce, be a digital marketing person because that's what's going to make you money. Be a creative designer. But that's not the purpose. Like the purpose beyond money, beyond anything that we do to create, you know, affluency for our family is like the passion point. You get to bring that home and that energy home to your kids on a daily basis. Exactly. Like one of my biggest, you know, overarching missions is just to show my kids like that you get to do what you want to make a living. It doesn't have to be like you have to be this or you have to be that, but you can truly do anything you want. Like the sky's the limit. So I I hope that I'm showing them through all the crazy things that I do that, you know, like we get to choose. Yeah, And as long as you follow your gifts and your passions, then... The rest will kind of take care of itself. That's so true. What does Mark do? He actually works for the government now for BAE Systems in Chesapeake. Okay, cool. And he loves it. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like government contracting, contracting so, so like all of a sudden he's kind of a badass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. He's always been a badass. Yeah. Let's be serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really cool. Um, but the tra- yeah, the transition for him from like coaching yeah. to like he's such a leader, he's such a mentor. Yeah. He always falls into that role. Cool. Um, you know, to Target, to Dollar Tree, and I feel like he's finally landed, you know, somewhere where um, there's so much room for growth. Yeah. Like, Does he still do any coaching or anything like that? No, I keep trying to get him yeah. to, but he's like. You know, I would never be home. Yeah, like, that's true, especially with the kids. Well, maybe when they start doing sports, yeah. he can go into that like dad coach role. I think my my brother just started doing that, and I think it's so cute because they're they're naturally when you especially been a part of the Ocean Lakes football team, which my brother was as well. And it, it's like Coach Prince just ingrained it in them. It's like a he left his mark, like he would on a cow. What is that called? Branded. Yeah. He like branded them as like this is more than just going and learning about football. It's that mentor component that I think is so cool. Speaking of, we were talking about um, like internships and mentoring programs for our own businesses. And when you start creating a personal brand, there's like so many legs to that. Um, the ODU program, and I didn't realize that you were necessarily an alumni from there. They yeah. have a mentoring opportunity where you can literally just mentor somebody oh, for cool. free. It's kind of like your community service to the, being an alumni, but you can do it as a non-alumni too. Oh, very so nice. something you should look into because yeah. you naturally do it for everyone anyway. Yeah. Or like cool. Mark would be good at that. Yeah, He's right. Like, I don't and want to make time for that. Yeah. <laughs> Right to have like a little brother is what it makes me think mm-hmm. of because like I remember being in college and being like I have no idea what I'm doing but at the same time you put on this front like I know exactly what I'm doing with my life why yeah isn't it a weird feeling I don't know if I was really ready for like the real world I mean I did okay right yeah like, you know I got a little entry level job after college like totally. I survived totally. But- Man, yeah. But I feel the same way about my own kids. And we've talked about like the journey of like whether college is even the right thing and having this PG year, this postgrad year where you get to go explore what, what are you really, really passionate about? And I hope as multi-passionate people, like we help them explore that a lot sooner Mm -hmm. and let them know that like art, if that is your genre or sports or whatever, that's not just like an, um, like that's not just like a feeler, like extra arm that you have. Like that's actually a part of your gifting. And so walking into that, how can you use that? I think is a really beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely. I know. Um, I feel very strongly that like college is important as far as maturity and like being that stepping stone from like adolescent to adulthood. But college is a business and like something that I've realized, you know, being an entrepreneur is like, um, when I went back to take teaching classes, like the lesson plans and the way that I was learning to be a teacher, like didn't actually fit the mold that the Virginia beach city school system wanted us to use. So like, if you're telling me I paid thousands of dollars for a class Uh, and created lesson plans that I can't use because they're not in the correct format. And like, they taught me amazing skills, but looking back on it now as a business owner, I'm like, they are making so much money. Yeah. And college and universities, like it's a business in itself, just like the NFL is a business. True. I hadn't really thought of it like that. So it always just seemed like the next step, like you're just supposed to be. Right. And it is important. Like I would not change my experience for the world. But as far as my kids, like I just want to encourage them to do whatever they want. I mean, some of these photographers out there didn't even go to college and they're Mm -hmm. making crazy good money. Yeah. 
Um, it's almost more like that vo- vocational or votech type concept where like, what are you passionate about? Let's explore that and yeah. keep growing there versus having to go and take, I mean, two years, you're just doing gen eds and I was probably not doing gen eds more than I was doing gen eds because I was really living the life in the college right. experience. Right. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective because I was in business school and actually took like my actual business plan that I cultivated and put it into works after school. And that was where my maternity was born. Um, and at the same time, like nothing they taught me from a fundamental standpoint of business applied. Right. Because that project was based on like a $1.1 million budget. And we wouldn't probably be here sitting in this little podcast room <laughs> if that was the case of what my startup was like, right? Yeah. That was not the experience of opening a retail. Don't recommend retail <laughs> at all. Like use that as your sidearm, okay? <laughs> if you like fashion, that's cool. But it was really hard. It's still really hard, especially with the online retailers coming into play with that. But I, I agree. I think that that's a really interesting thing to look at and like where, where our kids go, we don't know, but yeah. we can And of course I positive. want them to go to college, yeah. but I want them to feel good about it and passionate yeah. about it. And not because they have not to. Not because it's the next step. Like right. for me, it was not academic. It was yeah. all field hockey. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just majored in art because that's yeah. all I knew was art and field <laughs> I hockey. And, I love it. You know? But you still, even in what you do today, you do so much art. Oh yeah. And I definitely, I definitely use a lot of the skills that I learned. Yeah. Um, I just don't necessarily think it's the only way, yeah. you know, like I think when we were raised, it was like, you go to college, yeah. like that's what you do. Totally. And, and if you don't, you're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What are you going to do? We're going to work at McDonald's. Totally. <laughs> but now you see people that don't go to college that yeah. are doing extremely well because yeah. of technology totally. and you know, all the doors yeah. that social media has. Yeah. Opened. My husband didn't go. So that's like a huge, why it's such a huge conversation in our home because he's got a great, you know, successful business success being what it is to everybody's a little bit different, yeah. but to us it, it works and, and it's enough. And so, um, it's just, it, it makes me happy to know that there are options for our children versus feeling like there's a direct path. Um, so speaking of the kiddos, you just introduced number three to yeah. the clan two months ago, December, right? Or November? Um, three and a half months. Gosh, was it that long ago? Yeah. Was it October? October 3rd, yeah. Oh, I'm an October baby. <laughs> oh, I have two. I have an October 3rd and a Halloween baby. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I, love, I love October birthday parties. They're the best. Get ready for like all the dress up. I have some really cool ideas for you. <laughs> we'll just talk about that offline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's been a part of it. So what has that transition of like being an entrepreneur? Cause I, I just was with a bunch of women last night at core and like the main piece is like this concept of balance. That's really what they want. And I'm all about this mind, body, soul balance and, and alignment and like in your, your personal, you know, self, mm-hmm. but also in your life. How have you started like creating that? With well, it's funny the transition, you know, like when I had Gracie, my oldest, she's six, I was still teaching. Mm-hmm. So I had like a traditional job, a traditional maternity leave. And yeah. then I started growing my business. And yeah. then I found out I was pregnant with Maddie right after I left teaching. Okay. So I kind of got thrown into the entrepreneur mom life. Wow. And I remember it being really hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really wanted to work and I knew I needed to work. And this was my first opportunity, like being my own boss and like trying to balance that with, you know, having two kids. And that was really hard. And I feel like I became very much a workaholic and like work was first and, um, like not really first. I'm not like one of those, like my kids come first, work comes first. It's all about like balance. But, um, 
I'm in a different place now because I feel like I learned how to be in control of my business. Mm -hmm. I learned how to be more of a CEO and not an employee within my own business. And when we get to that point where we're overworking and we're doing everything, like we're actually being an employee more than we are being the CEO. That's good. And, um, now with Anthony, right before he came, I kind of mastered this whole concept of like my 15 hour work week. So I really only work about 15 hours a week while my other kids are in daycare. Um, the transition has looked a little bit different. I have my mother-in-law who helps me two to three days a week and then I have him home with me, but, um, I don't mind putting in an hour or two at night when my husband's home. But I, it's just different now. Yeah, like, I'm not ready so for him good. to do, to yeah, go to daycare. Yeah. Like, I want to keep him home with me. Totally. Um, you know, and poor Madison, like, middle child situation. But <laughs> Like, here you go. I just go. I have stuff to do. Yeah. yeah it's just I'm a different season. Totally though. different season. And yeah. also, like, that just speaks to wisdom, right? And, like, it takes time to, like, cultivate and evolve into the type of person that we, you know, the best self, the best version of ourselves. And I know, like, even thinking about moms who start their motherhood journey at 20, years old I'm like oh my gosh like that sounds like I don't even know who I was I still am still learning who I am now with two children and so like seeing that evolution for you I think is a beautiful thing because it's it speaks to how you can provide other moms that like sense of rest and knowing like you don't have to put in all of the grind all the hustle like you get to enjoy the heart of like part of that journey and not every mother like desires to have their not not desires that's probably not the right word but every mom um wants to be the stay-at-home mom right and so i know that quite a few women i was partially that way after i was home with the kids for like a year and a half i'm like i gotta work i gotta do something i need them to go to school so that i can like be fueled in communication and just like adult interaction beyond like at the green bean right like i want to like actually have like valuable conversation and um it's it was a good placement for me because i was able to like release knowing that like eventually they were going to be in school and they are they're going to grow and have their own like experiences but then when we come together i could be fully present and not feel like that mom guilt Yeah, I definitely feel like I like to keep the containers separate. I talk about that a lot. Like I like to either be intentional and be having time with my kids or I'm working. And there there are some women out there that can do an amazing job of multitasking. But I really prefer to to be all in on one or the other, whatever that ends up, you know, looking like. But yeah, it's just I'm in a different season and I'm realizing like you don't have to to work hard. Like you know, I do think when you launch a business, there is some hustle there. Like all the hard work that I put into my photography business, like I wouldn't have been able to grow it at the rate I did if I hadn't kind of had a little bit of that hustle and that grind. Yeah. But now looking back, it's like, you know, we don't have to like push so hard. Yeah. Well, I think that makes you more, more relatable. Yeah. And so like you're, you know, talking kind of going backwards to what we were talking about before, like personal branding and like part of your brand is the fact that you have three children is the fact that you get to just wear a mom hat, just wear a wife hat, just wear the friendship hat. Like so much of what we do takes place outside of what our company title or company name is. So I just, I love that we can still make money and still like be happy in that passion pursuit, knowing that we're not necessarily working at that hour. Yeah, right. I, sometimes when I do, like, feel like, oh man, I wish I could work a little bit longer. Cause my work days are like, I say, two point seven five hours that I get to work Monday through Friday. Not even that right now. It's so short. But like, I look at my life and I'm like, but I get to drop my kid off at daycare. I get to pick her up from daycare. You know, I get to have Anthony home for bits and pieces right now, and it's like. 
wouldn't, I wouldn't trade, trade that. that. Like, yeah. even on the hard days, yeah. like, I wouldn't go back to, like, being nine to five, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. like, hard enough having one parent that works nine to five every day. Right. Um, so true. I just feel like I would never see them. Yeah. But I can't do the full stay-at-home mom thing either. Like, yeah. I'm not a good enough cook. I'm not a good enough... <laughs> medium okay and the cool thing about that is and I think that this is a message for somebody anybody who's out there who's feeling overwhelmed by that or feeling like societal pressure to be one or the other you don't have to choose you get to be both I made a post about being both and and I think that that is so valuable for people to know that if you don't have to be segmented it goes all the way back to us saying like the multi-passionate concept like you can be all of those things and you can be good at all of them are you going to be perfect at all of them no but nobody's perfect and so give yourself grace in those spaces and obviously at the end of the day like being present I think is so good yeah um so I love like the, the conversation, like the journey of this, because it's we're what they planned. call whams. We work at home moms. Yes. So it's like, we're not quite, we don't quite fit in the stay at home mom, but then we that's don't quite fit cool. the work out of the house. So that whams, that's what they yeah, call us. So good. I always like go with like the mompreneur, yeah, but yeah. I really like whams because it's so true. And, and now with all of the different like passion places that people can do is because you actually picked up like really getting into like the oily mm-hmm. business. Was that last year or the year before? It was about a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like explain like, You've got your own business going. Yeah. You've got your other like photography business going. You've got your, your, you know, your wife hat, your mom hat. What made you introduce an entirely new thing? Well, so, okay. This is when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I have this photography is like my main thing. I have my two memberships and then I have the podcast. I don't really consider oils like a business. Yeah. But I think I had, I was in this position where because I do have a little bit of a tribe, I was able to bring on maybe 10 women on my oil team and it's enough to pay for my kind of oil habit, my addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I kind of dabbled with like putting it out there and, um, you know, really doing the marketing for it. But like, to do really well, like I need to be all in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm kind of happy just having enough that it kind of pays for itself. That's perfect. Yes. Um, but I'm like such a young living guru. Like my husband laughs so hard. He thinks it's like voodoo magic. And, and I'm like, no, Anthony just went to sleep and you know, I rubbed me some calming stuff right on my wrist when I rocked him to sleep. I think it's amazing and it is all natural. And like, that's where at the end of the day, like I, I want everybody to kind of go into that. And it's not about like the sales marketing about it. It's really just like, being holistically living oh gosh, yes. and not, you know, utilizing. I mean, remember my, my grandpa always being like, just rub a little whiskey on his teeth. Y'all put him right to bed. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think my mom did that too. Or like the, the, no, like the Benadryl, just give him some Benadryl. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't really want to give him Benadryl. Like they don't, they're not sick. I don't need to put him to sleep. So like really like tapping into this new age, whatever you want to call it. But if you do the research, like the organic piece of that, it's amazing. Um, really what people need to be focusing on more, I think. Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with. And not for one second have I taken it for granted, or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us. One of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. In each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. 
Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks, logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite, collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition, and this group of creatives puts that into action. Oh, and I can't forget, as a collective, we have raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting, but seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch, and a new one is happening soon. So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. Yeah, um, and that's it's such an interesting topic, especially for my household, because we've never really been into like the whole like organic or yeah. plant-based or whatever. But I do remember when I started using the Thieves Cleaner, which is all plant-based, yep. mm-hmm. and I can give Gracie the entire bottle mm-hmm. and a rag or a paper towel and let her do the cleaning, and I'm not worried about her getting you know bleach and chemicals yeah. on her hands or in her eyes because it's all plant-based. That's so cool. So it's like little about. moments like that, yeah. like when I clean out their lunch boxes, I don't feel weird about their food being in the same place as like a cleaning product like that all cohabitates so much nicer yeah how interesting I hadn't even thought about it from that perspective we use all the thieves products too I love love their soap their hand soap just like brings me life after I wash my hands and their toothpaste not that this is a plug for young living because (laughs) I don't sell it or anything but I really enjoy all of their products their toothpaste and their mouthwasher amazing my kids don't like it yet but yeah I like I mean I just love all of it even I was talking to someone the other day about their makeup um because I started using a lot of their makeup and stuff and I'm like I just I just love it I'm all I'm all in with the young living so if you guys ever do need anything so just to speak to that because I am about you know the whole space of of your body as well has using that and having that kind of like aha with like the plant base and it being safe have you started transitioning like your food habits um, no. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Okay. No, I wish though. Like yeah. I am in the season where I'm constantly telling my friends like, and I know it's a season and yeah. I'll come out of it. Yeah. Um, but with three kids running around, it's like literally like oatmeal cream pie over the kitchen yeah. sink kind of life right now. And it ain't pretty. It is not pretty. But, yeah. but I do, um, like before kids, yeah. I was pretty like clean eater. I yeah. enjoyed like the, um, the ultimate reset program yeah. that Beachbody does. Yeah. Um, the 21 day fix is a really good mm-hmm. one. I've never done the whole 30. That okay. seems a little extreme and scary for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, we've talked about the intermittent fasting, yeah. yep. a little scared of that while I'm breastfeeding, oh, but, yeah, yeah, that um, yeah, but mm-hmm. I do, I have such an appreciation for it, yeah. but like it's super expensive. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure is like everybody's excuse, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's too expensive. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's not my season right now, Yeah, but it's, it it's will get there. there. Yeah. yeah. And it's in the, I mean, that's the thing. And luckily as you continue to go through this season, like the, um, availability of it, because people are becoming more aware of it is so like much more tangible, but it is, it takes effort to do, especially, um, our teacher was talking about how our kiddos lunchbox is the only lunchbox that looks like that in his classroom. Now, mind you, half the time he comes back and half of his lunch isn't eaten. And I'm yeah. like, dude, if you want a snack, like 
you got to eat the rest of this. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. I'm like, what? That's what we're having. <laughs> but like exposing, I think is the biggest thing at the end of the day is like the exposure piece of like, try this. It might not be what you're used to. You might think it's gross, but if I give it to you enough times, eventually you're going to be like, all right, this is all I got to eat. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting and something that we're really like, um, advocates for but I my husband is like really good at it and I'm at the place of like you know I'm halfway my half my foot is halfway into the boat yeah, yeah. and then I have the the 30% of the time where I'm just like come on let's just run through Chick-fil-a really quick we'll make this happen oh, gosh, yeah, right Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I know. But it's like a little at the time, right? Like yeah. you guys didn't get better at it overnight. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like Young Living has been like just kind of dipping my toes well, and yeah. like cleaner and the ditch and yeah. switch and cool. doing things a little bit better. Um, and I will say like before I was like cohabitating with a super picky eater, yeah. like I did the kale chips. I did all the stuff. Like I was super into it, yes. like sweet potato fries, like yes. from scratch. But That's like amazing. he won't touch any of it. Like, oh. and then there's that battle of like, well, do I cook all of this for myself? Right. You know? Right. Um, and then you have three meals because it'd be yours, Mark's and the kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. It is. What about, um, I used uh, HelloFresh for a mm-hmm. while. And just from the fact that I'm not really a good cook, that's my husband's shtick is I was like, I really, I enjoy the art and the act of cooking. I just am not good at it. So why am I going to put all this time into it that it's going to come out like Meh, blase blase yeah. when you could do it and you would enjoy doing it. And then it's so yummy at the end. <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted when I was a stay at home mom, I wanted to just like provide that to my husband. And I don't know if I was like trying to wear the hat of just like, let me be really good at this mom thing, this wife thing, because this is where God has me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ordered Hello HelloFresh and it was amazing. I did learn a whole lot about cooking, but as soon as the box didn't come, I was out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> like, we got to make a decision and we've talked about decision fatigue. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, it's so good. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. So I guess like I want to kind of go backwards because this is a really cool like rabbit hole, but we could stay here forever is um, where you are in in your life right now versus where you thought you would be like you're talking about leveraging like your word and concept like what does that look like for you and like are you not not happy of course you're happy but like is it what you thought it would be oh my gosh so speaking of like the healthy fitness like I always thought I'd be like the fit mom yeah like oh yeah I'm gonna bust out these babies and I'm gonna have a six pack and it's fine totally like but no that is not my life at all like I totally thought that so but like I'm also in a place of I'm raising females I never ever ever shame do any type of body shaming on myself like um in front of my girls my mom never really did either but I do remember like a lot of like exercising in the basement and like talking about diets and talking about losing weight. Like I was very aware as a child, but, um, I am just in a place in my life where like, I'm okay with being curvy. I want to be healthy. And, um, I've got my little like eight minute mile thing I'm doing on the treadmill. Like being healthy is super important, but I definitely never pictured, um, like, I don't want to say struggling, but like I've had thyroid issues and, um, I don't really struggle with like how I view myself. Yeah. Um, that's just super important to me, raising girls, but yeah, cause I was a total athlete in a marathon. I was like, I'm going to be the fit mom. And now I see the fit moms and I'm like, dang it. But it's like we give ourselves grace, right? Yeah. Um, and then on the business side, like, oh my gosh, I have two voices right now that are like, they're coaching myself like you're on your own 
pace. You're on your own time. But of course, like I envision myself being like way farther along in a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, I do take so much pride in my photography business and how well that has done. And yeah, like I'm. Uh, it's awkward to say, but like that piece came so easily. Yeah. Um. Maybe it was my background or just the way that I showed up, but the coaching piece is a lot more difficult, right? Like it's not tangible, like taking pictures and serving people in that way is such a tangible skill. Whereas coaching, it's like not only, yeah, I need to kind of tell people why they need it. Yeah. You know, like it's a different sale. Yeah. It's a totally different thing to sell. It's a totally different thing to do. And that has been like so much more difficult for me. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would I do that? Why would I invest my money in that versus I can, the tangibility of getting a photo album at the end, right? Yeah. There's like, I get that. And it was like such a clear path, right? Like I knew a lot of wedding photographers. I knew where I was going and how to get there. It's like this clear roadmap where like all this other stuff is like, I'm kind of inventing it out of thin air. Like creative network didn't exist. Like I went to all these little, you know, networking things and I didn't feel at home in any of them. So I'm like, okay, I'll just make it. Right. 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 Yeah. We were talking about that last night, how I used to go to like B&I things and yeah, awful like no offense to anybody who goes to be and i but like try creative network or core for that one meeting like literally 30 minutes and be like this is really different it is a really different experience um and i always felt like super stuffy and we were talking about elevator pitches and like elevator pitch is so long ago like just stop with the elevator pitch and let's like just learn and build relationship and connect with people versus like pitching yourself nobody wants to be sold anything anymore so i think that's a huge thing that we're combating as entrepreneurs and like doing a lot of this stuff like we're crafting it no it's not nothing's new like they say like you're you're giving the world something that's already been done you're something you're said has already been said by somebody else but you're doing it in your own uniqueness and so you're pulling from all these different sources that we're learning from podcast books um events you know conferences webinars there's all this information coming all the time and then you make your own out of it what did i pull from that here's what tamra offers the world here's what elizabeth offers the world um so i have a lot of people who follow um along that are life coaches or business coaches or um fitness coaches or health coaches like for that from your perspective like what what has worked for you what has worked? The networking yeah. and the relationships, yeah. hands down. Yeah. Um, just having that mentality that like everyone knows someone, right? Yeah. So when I was offering my masterminds, there was a yeah. lot of questions about like, well, how do I know that everyone in there is as elite as I am? Yeah. And I'm like, you need to come in with an attitude that mm-hmm. everyone knows someone. And no matter what level they're at, they may have a sister or a brother or a cousin mm-hmm. or someone that needs the services that you're That's offering. Good. And if we can meet every single human and just know that they have an entire social ecosystem and that one relationship, like my relationship with you is more valuable than like 50 surface level ones because you actually getting to know me and vice versa. Like we're tapping into each other's like social ecosystem. That's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just what always has worked for me. Like I am a little bit extroverted, so I like to hang out with people. Um, but like, hanging out in that space of like the serving and the actually like giving a hoot about Mm -hmm. people and creating that atmosphere where they feel seen and heard, um, like hands down, like you're going to be memorable if people feel like they can talk, right? Like everyone wants to be heard. Yeah. Like we're all out there for the same reason. Yeah, absolutely. So if we can provide that people will continue to come back to us. I think like the biggest thing that I've seen you do, which is something I like to emulate is like just that piece of consistency. So regardless if you were coming to the table with your photography, um, I feel like from day one, you were already personal branding, maybe even without knowing or having lingo to what that was. Mm -hmm. Um, 
um, which is a really amazing leg up for you in comparison to other people who are all constantly selling their products, selling their product. And you're like, Oh, I have to unfollow her. I don't want to see that anymore. I want to see about you. I want to see like maybe how that product plays in a role in your life or how that coaching strategy has played a role in your life. The outcome. We want to know those things. I love that you mentioned the, um, uh, extrovert because you made a really good post about introverts. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I really loved it because I think that that's so necessary. So my last year's core creative group was so there was so many extroverts, maybe, maybe one or two introverts. I just had a meeting last night with the second group and only one of the other women in the group was, was an extrovert. Everyone was introverts. And so the meeting ended 30 minutes earlier. I've never Were you sweating had like, I gotta meeting. get these people to talk. <laughs> I never had a meeting end early. It always yeah. is 15 minutes. So it's like two hour, two and a half hours. Yeah. And so I like look at the time and I'm like, I looked through my notes. I'm like, did I do everything that I did last week? I'm so confused. What's happening right yeah. now? And I was like saying it out loud because I'm like super authentic like that. And I'm like, well, guys, we're, we're done. Like, do you have any questions? Do you feel fulfilled? Like working with an introvert is so different than working with an extrovert. And I feel like in our online space where like everything is about like, how do you create a relationship with people? One through the screen and two with an introvert. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. And a skill that I'm really working on because yeah. I don't come by it naturally is um, being patient and like yeah. waiting mm-hmm. for people to process. So you ask a question and I don't like silence. So I'll ask a question and I'll just keep talking, like thinking like I'm giving them time to think, but I'm going to talk. So while they're thinking so that they can come back with the answer when what my coach does is so phenomenal at is like he will just wait. Like, it does not so matter good. how many people are sweating or waiting for their turn to talk. We will sit in silence until that person has processed their answer. And I'm like, I've really got to get better at that That's skill. Really good, me too. Because yeah, the introverts need it, right? Yeah. Like they need they need to be able to process and you know think about what they're going to say before they say it. Um, so if I catch myself, I'm like, sorry guys, I'm just talking, but yep. it's your turn. It's your yeah, turn. yeah, you're talking, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> I think that's a really good thing. My husband always, you know, you know, you hear that you have two ears for a reason and like get better. And everybody says like, you will get, be a better business person if you learn to listen. Mm-hmm. Like listening is such a powerful skill. I think for me, and like you were just saying, it's almost like, um, the introvert processes inwardly and the extrovert processes outwardly. And so the same thing, we're around the table. I asked a question. I'm trying to explain like the project that we're working on and I see their like eyebrows furrow or I see them like biting their lower lip or I see them like tapping their pencil and like looking super confused. And instead of just letting them like process, I'm like, okay, I see that you're confused. What else can I help you with? Let me elaborate on this. Let me give you an example. Let me help you in your area. And I'm horrible at it. But at the end, I felt like we got the result out of it. But I think the processing, I'm allowing them to process way later where we should let them process like in that time Mm because it would be so much more valuable to them. Yeah. So we can work on that together. Yeah. And just like asking the right right questions, you know, like like staying away from like the you shoulds and trying to always like ask people the right question. And it's so cool. Like, I feel like I can recognize now when people do that for me, um, Sharon Hunley, who's like a big part of my life. Like I had struggling with something the other day and she's like, no, you just need to ask yourself X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I was like, oh. You just coached the heck out of me right there. Good job. <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's exactly what I needed, yeah. right? Like, yeah, so good. Yeah. I think that's another thing like about the coaching piece about what we do is like sharing with people 
from a selling perspective of like, what exactly is coaching and why do people need it? I think it's really synonymous to therapy, mm-hmm. honestly, um, maybe even the same thing, but like it's in a different mindset of what therapy is versus coaching. Coaching is not scary. Therapy can be scary, but they're both have really amazing outcomes. So for coaching, for like what you're doing, what, what would you say is like your why? Like, why do people need it? I just like to help women like get where they want to get and kind of overcome their roadblocks, you know, their personal, um, whatever's keeping them from achieving their dreams, right? Like nothing breaks my heart more than when people are like, oh, I really don't like my job, but it provides insurance. So I guess I'll stay there. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me for the next 30 years, you're going to do something that you don't like. Yeah. And come home to your kids every day doing something that you don't like, yeah. you know, and that's when I knew I needed to leave teaching not because of the kids, I sure. love the work I did, but like yeah. walking down those halls, I remember one day specifically seeing like five people in a row go, is it Friday yet? Mm-hmm. Is it Friday yet? And that's just how you talk to each other. So and I'm like, true. I cannot live my life counting down to Friday. Yeah. Like that yeah. is not how I want to live. So I just really, really love like that moment mm-hmm. when women realize like, wait, I don't have to like live like that. You mean that's not the only option? So good. Right. And like all of a sudden, like these doors start opening for them and they start seeing opportunity in other places. And, um, I really, you know, I don't really look at myself in the mirror and say I'm a coach. Um, I was a field hockey coach and I do think I like bring all of those skills to the table, but, um, I really just like the community piece and, that I like to provide a safe container for yeah. women to really like overcome a lot of those hurdles and they do the work, right? Yeah, like, well, absolutely. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You're just kind of like guiding the conversation and guiding the mindset and like pushing them into that right direction, which I think is so powerful. Um, and it's similar. Like you could read probably what it is that we do. If we packaged everything that we would teach, everything that you taught me in creative network last year, and we put it into a book, right? I could read the book. I could go through it, you know, my however long it takes me with two children and dogs and all that stuff. But it would take me a month, let's say. And I would get all the same information that took me a year to get last year. The variation in that is the applicability piece. And I think having a coach where you're like, how is it beneficial for me to talk to you for an hour when I can get everything that you sell in this book? Well, the relationship one, mm-hmm. the, the knowing and the feeling of that community piece of like, I'm not alone in my thought process. So when I read a really good book, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she totally gets me. But there's no conversation about like, I love that you feel that way. Like, let's connect on that. And how can I press past that conversation in my brain? Because it is all about the story that we tell ourselves. That's the roadblock. It, we create the roadblocks. They're not there. They're not like physically in your way. You might feel that way, but it's because of the mindset that you have towards it. Um, you're speaking about the Friday thing. This was something that I like made happen when my kids first started going to school. Um, so they were like two and a half and three and a half. And um, I was making it that Tuesdays was like my day that I got to do all things fit and faith, all things passion, all things individual, even my own doctor's office and my, my workouts and stuff. And so I started like saying all the time, like Tuesdays are my favorite day. And it was insane how it changed my perspective of my week. Monday was always exciting because I knew Tuesday was coming. But at that start of the week, I'm like, okay, today I can like do all of this, but tomorrow, like this is going to be awesome. So like, it's not a matter of living for one day, but it's a matter of like scheduling and creating margin in your life so that every day you have something to look forward to and you get to be passionate about that something, whatever it is, whether it is just your kids, whether it is just your date night, like Tuesday 
Tuesdays is now date night, so I always look forward to that. But like creating that in your life. Um, yesterday, Tiana and I were talking about like play and fun, like also adding that piece because we have to have the balance. Yeah, definitely. We can. I would totally be a workaholic if I didn't like. Oh yeah. Have if I wasn't married with children. You would, I would never come out of this office. Well, I think work feels like play for us. Yeah, yeah. it does. It so does. Right? Like, we just, like, create different things and put different things. It totally feels like yeah. play. Like, to me, work and fun are all bundled up together. Yeah. Of course, there's things we don't like about work. But, yeah, no, I look forward to it every single day. Yeah. yeah. When people are going um, hiking this weekend, like, I really wanted to go with them. You always have, like, that double-edged sword when you're a mom. Like, I really want to be there for that practice, but I also have this meeting, right? Yeah. And so also walking that fine line. But it would be, he was like, I'm really really sorry that you can't come like hiking with us and I'm like well, I appreciate that but don't be sorry like mommy's doing stuff she's really pumped about it's gonna be really fun he's like yeah but you have to work I'm like yeah but I get to play like it's gonna be so fun and I get to help other people and and so like like kids hear it everywhere so if we can like create that conversation and actually talk through it it's so it goes back to what we were talking at the beginning like giving them the availability to know that they don't have to just go to work yeah, and, and like, like not, not talking about work like it's a negative thing, thing yeah. right? Like, yeah, like let them see our excitement about it. Yes, yeah, yeah. and sure. I think um, for a while I was really good about saying um, instead of saying work, it was create. Yeah, I'm going. Mommy's going to create. Mommy's going to create. Mommy's going to create. And I, I got away from it because I was started working at their school, so they saw me going to a job yeah and um and and so i need to bring that back because it was such a fun thing they're like oh what are you creating today versus work they're not really interested they're like oh she's going to work she's not going to be with me but if i tell them about a project like and they say mom i'm creating something in art class like you're immediately intrigued well tell me about it mm-hmm. so creating conversation i think is so important with our kids around work yeah definitely when gracie was really little i used to tell her you know mommy's gonna go photograph the princess today oh, like yeah <laughs> Yeah. this picture for them of like happiness and it's really cool yeah yeah definitely so what so what's next what do you got going on so for this year um i'm really trying to hone in on my one-to-one coaching yeah or um like a higher level mastermind cool so you know i've got my my memberships mm-hmm. which are like kind of like lower tier ways yep. to work with me mm-hmm. so i'm working on like the extension model of like being able to continue elevating and working with some of the same women yep. or some women that come in that are like i I don't really want to be put in a pot with 50 other women. Like I just want the one-on-one sure. coaching. So, sure. um, yeah, really just working on that and, cool. um, trying to think of fun things to call it other than just one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Right. So, um, I've been tossing around like being a visionary strategist Ooh, or, I like that. um, like the one-on-one visionary strategy sessions. Like yeah. it's funny because, you know, my target market for my podcast and everything is like the creative type B woman. And yeah. it's like the messy success, but so I've had so many people come to me recently that are the opposite mm. of that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I just need to call you every time I need a creative conversation. So I'm like, how can I help out some of these, these CEOs that mm. are not the visionary for their business? Cause right. a lot of us are, especially in the creative space. Like sure. the visionary is the CEO, yeah. but then, you know, think about like a, like a bank or mm-hmm. a big, large real estate company. Like, yeah. you know, they're very kind of like corporate. Sure. So they may need a creative person cool. who understands personal brand. Yeah. Like to help them get out of the box, get out of the box. Yeah. Totally. So that's I'm like cool. kind of tossing around that mm, idea. That's of a like, whole other thing. Interesting. Right. Like consulting on those. Yeah. like creative consulting for yeah. companies that don't have a visionary. That's really cool. But again, like people don't know they need this, right? 
but yeah I feel like that's something that's kind of been put in front of me a couple cool. of times so just trying to like switch my baseline yeah. so photography has been my baseline yeah. salary and then coaching has been like the sidearm like you said cool. so trying to flip flop cool. so like it'll be like yes I'll shoot your wedding I'd love to remodel my bathroom <laughs> but yeah exactly. that's so good <laughs> but we're not there yet but that's yeah. kind of the end goal yeah oh, I love that I think that's really cool and just to see that like uh how it's changed is I just think so neat but knowing and giving yourself like the ability to do that and the freedom to do that and I think that piece is so necessary but something we're all missing because in you know your standard nine to five and I don't mean to shoot nine to fives because you can be super passionate about what you do nine to five that that I need to get out of my mind um but a job that you're doing just for the financial gratitude and then you live in the other hours of your life which is only half of your life by the way Mm -hmm. um is um Oh, creating that freedom. Like literally like you can do that if you just put your mind to the fact that it, it, it exists, yeah. have hold of it and walk into it. And I think a biggest, the biggest piece for so many people is walking out of a corporate job. Like where is, where do you get the fear? How do you take the fear away from that experience? Because I think that's the, one of the biggest roadblocks is just all of the what ifs. Well, what if I don't make the money? What if, um, you know, I lose my 401k? What if I don't have insurance anymore? And these are like real questions and, and real issues. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you help somebody like walk through that part of the process? Because I know that we both coach people who are passionistas on the side and, you know, talk about switching the baseline. Okay. You're about to get out of your full-time yeah. career. How can we make that happen? Yeah. I mean, I think first of all, like women need to understand, like if you love doing both, like that's totally okay. Sure. Like there's so many side hustlers out there that feel like less than yeah. or like mistreated or like, you know, like I've had people tell me I'm, I'm too ambitious. I can't talk business with you all the time, whatever that might be. Like it is okay. Whatever yeah. space you're in yeah. nine to five side hustle, both totally. it's totally fine. Yeah. But when people are unhappy in the yes. nine to five and they, they literally like want to get out and they want to live this entrepreneur mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. that is uh, the biggest stoppers are being afraid of the finances, mm-hmm. the health insurance, the 401k mm-hmm. totally. And I've always been a risk taker. So like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't want to live 30 years yeah. of my life unhappy. Like that's a no brainer to me, but for some people it's so hard, that security blanket and I totally get it. And I think it's just a matter of like, what do you see your life like five years from now, 10 years from now? Like if you could design your life any way possible, what would that look like? And does that include this day job? Mm -hmm. Like because of all these security things, like what if... Yeah. You allow yourself to envision your life the way you want it, yeah. right? Like as if we do that visualization work and start being that person, mm-hmm. like if we already act as if we are that person, like we'll become that person, That's so good. you know, and yeah. it's really just getting them to be able to see outside of that safety box and the insurance and that's all just money at the end of the day. It's yeah, all money. It is. And it so is. And I hate that that like is the main driving force and the main inhibitor. Yeah. Like there's so much more and that's that like joy, like just find your happiness, right. find your passion. And what if we don't live another 30 years? Like yeah. what if we don't get to touch the 401k anyway, oh. because we die in a week. Like, <laughs> totally. do you want to like that's go down so in a job true. you hate? Yeah. And yeah. like 
for our kids, I mean, I think that they're a huge part of our why, and I think every mom has them as a part, but they aren't the why. Like, there should be more to your why than just your children. They're a huge part. They're the legacy. I get all of those things. I love my babies, but I was a person before they came along, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be a person when they go off to college and make their own lives, and I'm watching that from my mom's perspective and her experience now as a Grammy. Like, now she lives through those babies, and, like, so her life has transitioned. I want to have that experience of, like, knowing who I am and knowing that I'm I am pursuing my passions with my kids alongside me versus waiting to discover what that is until later. So I think it's a huge piece, but like, I forget where I was going with how we started that part. Like we don't want to put that on them. Yeah. And that's like, we've had this conversation before about like, when I've had some women that I'm coaching and I'm pushing them and they say, well, my kids come first. Oh yes. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but like, why put that on them? Yeah. What about 10 years from now, all the women that are writing that on their social media, my kids come mm-hmm. first, my kids come first. Like, yes, I have this dream, but my kids are first. Their kids are going to be 18 and they're going to read that and they're going to go, that sucks. I held my mom back. Yeah. Right. Like we yeah. don't want to put that on them. Yeah. So, um, I always am like, no, there's no, there's no this or that like yeah. kids and our our passions, like what make us who we are, like they're apples and oranges. And the biggest thing we can do for our children is to do what we truly want to do and what we're truly passionate about. And they may not understand it at six, right? but you know, I, I watched my mom go from, you know, not enjoying her job as an emergency room nurse to quitting, to being a full-time artist. I was, I think in middle school. So it was like super like pivotal age age to see that. And she would sit me down and she would say, you have to do what you you love and figure out a way to make money doing it other than the other way around. And I know that that's like a special little gift that, yeah. that I had a mom. That's a huge part of your destiny. Yeah. Like, that's so yeah. cool. So like, you know, I don't have this, like, you know, I grew up poor story. Like, no, I had a mom that freaking believed in me and she didn't want me to follow in those footsteps of just doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So I did. I was so blessed to have that. Yeah. So, so I just always thought about so that, like, cool. do what you love first yeah, and then really cool. figure out how to make a living doing yeah. it. You know? Interesting. Uh, my, my story is similar in the sense that my mom, from the time we were born, she did have that perspective of like her kids went first, but she did it in such a way that she created her business out of it because she loved kids so much. So she started an in-home daycare once I was born. So she had my sister before me, then I came along and now she's been in business for over 30 years. She's had 12 kids in her home that entire time. Time. Oh so gosh. watching her do that and like truly love what she does and like has a waiting list for two years and like people plan having their children around when they can get into my mom's, you know, facility. but she was actually like the gift giver of my business plan in college. I call her because we would always dream together. And I was like, mom, I have to do a business plan. I'm with six other people. Half of them are dudes. Let's come up with a plan. Like, what is this going to look like? So pitching diapers and babies to three guys who are 19. 20 years old was really interesting, but they got behind it. And now when we planted that business, she was alongside me that entire journey because she was able to like be passionate about it. So it's been really cool to see her passions evolve as she's become older. And I think often you get to like 50 and you're thinking, okay, I'm so close to retirement. My mom is like, "Mm -mm." she's like, I am just starting out. Like this is in its baby infancy phase and I want to see it grow. And she has all these huge dreams. So to be like a legacy of hers and watching those dreams unfold, is so neat. And like, 
I want to be that for my kids. I want them to know that like, it doesn't matter how old I am and it doesn't matter how old you are. I'm going to keep dreaming and I'm going to keep pursuing that passion. Yeah, absolutely. I love seeing like these entrepreneurs that are like, you know, retired and they're older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times they are in the state where they've worked in retired in a profession all because of the financial piece of providing security to their kids. So they're just for the first time in their lives, mid fifties saying, I want to do something I love. And I love that they're doing it now versus never doing it and just being complacent in that. But it's also like start now. I don't know how old you are, how old you are, who's listening, you know, but just, just start something little. Yeah. I mean, and like, I just feel like our kids always, you know, come first. Like we don't have to say that. Like what successful person out there is like, I've got where I am because my kids aren't first. Like that's not a thing. Right. So like, it's just a roadblock. So like when we look at ourselves in the mirror, like I want to do X, Y, and Z, but I can't because I have kids. Like that's just, that's just one of those like stories that we're telling ourselves. Now there's seasons, right? Like Anthony's four months old. This isn't the best time for me to like go out and do something. Start traveling five days a week. Like there's absolute seasons, but like, I just, you know, I want my kids to be able to see that like we were able to do a mom and follow our dreams. That's good. I'm going to maybe challenge you for a minute. Yeah. Because I think a big part of that is like our health, right? Mm -hmm. And you already have like the wheels in motion for that. And so like adding that piece into your life and knowing that like, I really am specifically thinking about my burn boot camp instructor. Part of his journey was that his mom had never put her health first because they were first. Mm -hmm. And when he got older, he actually had the joy of like personal training her and helping her lose 70 pounds. And I know you and Mark already have it innately in you from all of your sports stuff. So like watching that transition and allowing yourself to see, let your kids see the importance of that. You're already doing it. So just like keep doing it and challenge yourself with the next thing. You've done the intermittent fasting. You've done all these things. Like put them back into play. Yeah. Um, I love that conversation because I talk about goal setting Yeah, and um, the gym. I don't know if you listened to one of my early podcast yeah. episodes where I'm like, if you want something yeah. in your life, right? Like you mm-hmm. have to make a wish list. Mm-hmm. So I knew this was um, probably like a year and a half ago. It was like July before I got pregnant. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, like the time is now for yeah. me to like get back on this fitness journey. Mm-hmm. What do I need to make that happen? Yeah. And this is how I tell people to like set their goals. So I wrote down exactly what I needed. I need yeah. something out of the house. Yeah. I need something with community. Cool. Um, short yeah. workouts. Like I was super interested in like, not quite CrossFit, but like yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. And location. Like yeah. it needs to be super close to my house. Yeah. So crazy. I just got on Google and started yeah. looking for stuff. And I found Fit Body Boot Camp, which okay. is 25 minute workouts. Cool. Seven minutes from my house. Cool. Um, community. They go like Fit Fam, the whole nine yards. I love it. And it was amazing. So. So, um, and that was before you got pregnant. Yes. And I worked out through my first trimester. Okay. Yep. Um, and they let me like freeze my account to Mm -hmm. have the baby. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just on that. Like, when am I going to go back? Like, you know, we have to have like had mastitis and all that. Oh my God. Yes. But, um, it's funny because even health goals, like are all kind of treated the same as like our business goals or life goals. Mm -hmm. Like once you kind of learn, what you need to do as a person that you would like in general to accomplish something. It's like, it now becomes this like system because even when I bought my camera, I'm like, okay, what does it need? It needs to shoot fast. It needs to have low light capabilities. It needs to have long battery life. And then you go out and you buy that thing and it's all clarity, right? So getting really clear 
I, I got really clear on what I needed to be able to like work on my fitness journey. That's but if really it's good. just like in our head right. and we're not really clear on what's going to help us get to that point, yeah. then we'll never really get there. That's right? really good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Cause especially, and we're in a perfect time to talk about it, like with new year's resolutions, people setting all of these wish lists or goals or, or resolutions. And it's like, Oh, I want to be healthier this year. What does okay, that mean? well, let's, define yeah, that. let's go into that conversation and unpack it a bit. Or I want to clear my debt. I yeah. think that that's a huge, finances are a huge thing. And I, I think our age bracket right now. Um, and so learning about that, well, how are you going to do that? And what does that mean to you? And like being financially free means something really different to me than it might to you. Totally. And so setting that, I think that clarity and I like the wish list concept of like, I wish with this at the end and work your way backwards. Almost. Right. Like what what would help us get there? Like I know I need community. Like I yeah. show up better when I show up for other yeah. people. Yeah. So like that, that needs accountability to, piece too. Yes, yeah. that needs to be like a piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. Really? Do they have a daycare? No, but Gracie could come with me. So she okay. was old enough. Oh, cool. uh, they have like little like waiting area. Cool. So like the older kids, as long as they're like well behaved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she mm-hmm. loved it. Like oh, she's cool. like, oh, mommy, like once the baby comes out, you can go back to your gym, right? Oh, so yay. like that is totally like in the works. Yeah. I'm trying to do my eight minute mile first. Oh, yeah. Well, tell um, me about that. So we have had a treadmill for a long okay. time. Okay. Um, I actually bought the treadmill. So I was pregnant before Anthony had a miscarriage, like okay. an early miscarriage. Yeah. Wow. And um, I bought the treadmill. Yeah right at the beginning of the pregnancy because I knew I needed to like take care of myself while I was pregnant. Right. And, um, then we lost the baby, but Christmas came. So we had to move the treadmill into the garage. Garage ain't on my wish list. Yeah, I I was like, Mark, I like, I'm so happy that I have this treadmill. Yeah, but like, it ain't on my wish list. Yeah. So it sat in the garage for a while, and I also had this weird kind of like, did I lose the baby because I lifted the treadmill? Like, you know, and you know that stuff isn't true. I know. But anyway, so I finally like got over that hump, and he just now a couple weeks ago, um, I guess early December, moved the treadmill into my office, which makes me so happy because it's like in my domain. Yes. So the first night I got on the treadmill and this is like I'm totally like in the now kind of person I'm like sharing on Instagram first night on the treadmill after my baby blah 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 but I'm like my ODU field hockey stuff is in my office my marathon stuff is like down the hall so I'm like I'm like feeling myself right I run like an 11 freaking minute mile but I'm feeling myself so I set the goal I was like I will run every day until I hit eight minutes cool every day is like sure 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 sure. but as like if I tell myself every day I might hit four or five Right. right Right. Because that's how we goal set. We always set higher. Yeah. So um, I'm going to try to get my mile to eight minutes. I'm under 10. I'm at 949. Nice. Um, the mastitis bad. was like a whole nother yeah. setback. Sure. Yep. Because um, now I'm like scared to death of sports bras. So oh. it's like, no. But yeah, so my goal is once I hit the eight minute mile, then I'll go back to yep. fit body. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. That's, yeah. See, that's good. You already got it. In but I have to have, like, I have to work towards something yeah. like, or yeah. else it will just be all like willy nilly. Definitely. So yeah, I love it. I think that's awesome. Cause yeah. I know, I know that you're good at the goal setting thing. So it's like, okay, how are you getting here? What's that look like? I'm yeah. excited that we talked. And I that. really think this like for, you know, the four month hump yeah. after having a baby, like oh, the, yeah. what do they call it? The fourth trimester yes, is now done. Totally. So it's like, I'm kind of re-emerging yep. and the 21 day fix <laughs> yep. is like totally on my radar. Have you ever done that one? Oh, it's so good. It. What is that It's one? the containers. So oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it helps you with like the portion it. control yep. and, um, if it pushes towards clean eating, okay. but it's mostly just helping you with the portions yeah, of like yeah, all yeah. the different things. That's a huge thing. Um, I did that after Gracie and cool. I do well with like structure, yes. but like not too much structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I got a whole 30. Like that's yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's really intense. Yeah. I, I could honestly probably it. eat the stuff though. Yeah, it's sure. just like the shopping and the preparing. Right. like right. And the planning and like I am not somebody and I need to be better at it um, with looking at ingredients because I do shop at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. I think, oh, it's all good for you. Yeah. It's not always the case. And so like learn, that's a whole nother thing. I just want to get it done. So like I'll let my husband grocery shop so that because he'll look at every single little thing. Yeah. Like, more grocery it. shops too. Yeah. But then if I add in like now we got to add in my healthy stuff yeah. that you won't eat now, I feel like I'm kind of being a burden. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I need you to get this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's coming. That's I cool. really like, it's interesting when you have your third kid, you're like, okay, I know that I will turn a corner. Like getting dressed yeah. is a big one. Yeah. So like I'm taking my kids to daycare. I'm like a hot mess. I got no makeup on, yeah. sweatpants on. I'm like, yeah, um, I've done this before. And there will be a, a morning where yes. I wake up and I just reemerge into society yes. like it never happened. Yes. So true. <laughs> Even watching you walk into there, I'm like, oh, she looks beautiful. You look so well rested. I did think that he was born in like the end of November. So yeah. I did get that part wrong. But still to know that like you are here. Yeah. You're alive. I have a little bit of makeup up. on. Yeah, I did not put curls in my hair, you but you know. I'm excited too. I'm excited just for this year. I feel like there's just so much positive energy towards this year, unlike any year that I've really seen, especially from an entrepreneurial space. So um, this new decade concept, I think, is a part of it. It's not really the new year. It's the decade thing that's really like hitting home for people. Yeah. And I'm just like to be, I feel like I'm slowing down to speed up, you know, like I just, I know that like, that everything I'm desiring is like right on the horizon. And um, I've been trying to think a lot about like, how can I show up on social media? So it like feels light and easy. Like to me, this is so easy to have a conversation, like not have to prepare any content or craft up the perfect response, but just to have real conversation. That's easy to me. So nice. It's the writing. And that's what people want. Like at the end of the day, like that's, what's going to, you know, that know, like, and trust, right? If they're going to see you, they're going to have this experience with you and be like, oh, I could totally relate to her. I really like her. Now they have the intrigue of what is it that she does? Yeah. What does that mean? Versus you selling them, this is what it is that I do. And they're like, oh, she's another person just like all the other thousands that are trying to do that. Yeah. And you don't even like have that peak. So I love that you, like I said, I feel like you've been authentic and vulnerable before that was a tagline. So thank you yeah. for that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. It's, it's hard. I think, you know, with photography, I feel like that's really what separated me is that I wasn't trying to be really good. I was like, hey, look, I got a blurry background on this picture. And I blocked every single thing. I mean, so people just got really invested in the journey. Like, and I try to do that with the coaching. It's a little harder to, like have visuals sure. for and articulate, right? Like yeah. I coach my first person, you know, it's a little different than getting a blurry background for the first time, but you know, I really do, um, like try to share the space that I'm in and like, it's totally fine. If yeah. We're not all, you know, yeah. there yet. Right, right. Right. And I feel like that's a huge thing is I had somebody, I was on a coaching call the other day and it was actually a man, which I was totally outside of my comfort zone, but he like showed up for a webinar and then he was like, Hey, can I, you know, take advantage of the free, con- the coaching call? And I'm like, Yes, yeah. let's do it. Fortunately, I knew him from like back in the day from high school. And so I've had this comfort level because I'm not there yet. That's not, I'm, I feel called to women right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're having a conversation and he's like, um, so I really love how you put everything out into the world. I feel like it's crisp and it's clean and it meets me and you have so many different areas that you tap into your Instagram, your Facebook, your podcast, all those different stuff. And he's like, 
how? And I was like, oh, hold on. Like, that's a big question. How, what? And he's like, like, how do you manage it all? How do you do it all? Like, how often a day are you working? And I probably gave him a shock factor of, like, that 15-hour concept because I, I work a whole other job. This is, like, my passion area right now that I want to flip the script to and say, this is what I get to do all the time, but I'm not there yet. And so he was blown away at the fact that, like, this whole concept of, like, a schedule and I know in advance what I want and what's happening. So I know what I'm going to post. And like, I write on the fly because I feel like I have to be in my emotion right then in order to post. I'm not somebody who can like schedule out my posts and do that. I want people to know what I'm feeling right now because I want to relate on you right there. But I know content that I need to have prepared. That's going to go alongside that. Um, and so anyway, it was an interesting conversation. He's like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, give yourself some grace. Like, I am not showing up the way that you think. I'm glad that it appears that I'm showing up because that's what I need to do as a business person. But when we are coaching and we have these people coming alongside us, we're not, and I don't want to, like, negate where we've come from or the experience that we have had that we're bringing to the table. I'm not any further along than you. Yeah. I just have resources that I've learned that I can now give you and teach you as a sister in this journey because I want to be further along and eventually I will be. But that's where, like, that mastermind concept really comes into play is I'm only bring to the table the amount that I can, Mm -hmm. you bring to the table all of the things that you've experienced. So being able to lean on one another and have that community piece, that sisterhood, and not being a solopreneur, but being an entrepreneur with a kick-ass community. I want that for people. And I feel like that's what we're cultivating. And I think that's really just ultimately what a lot of people want. They don't want to feel alone. Yeah, They don't want to jump and take the risk of losing their 401k and not having any idea what to do with it. Right. They want to have a conversation with someone. How did you do it? Yeah. And right. I might tell people, I'm like, I'm not special. Like, yeah. I just feel like I have these tools yeah. to like recognize my limited beliefs when they happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I really want something and I want to go after it, like yeah. what are my limited beliefs around it? Right. Yeah. Like even the health journey, like, yeah. okay, Liz, well, like what are your limited beliefs? Right. Okay. Well, like not cooking for myself and my husband, like those are all limited beliefs. Yeah. Like what do I need to accomplish? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like I've just adapted this skill to have these conversations with myself yeah. that help me get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not that I like, you know, know everything or right. have it all together. Like I'm not right. teaching women like email marketing. Yes. Like we right. have those right. conversations. Too, like yeah. I will talk about Flowdesk any day, yes. but like yes. I'm yes. not teaching X and yeah. X's and O's, right? Yeah. Like exactly. I'm just helping people like have better conversations yeah. with themselves. Yeah. I think that's so good. That's such a good way of like, but again, how do you sell that? Like, you're like <laughs> what? I, I have conversations with myself. What does that mean? Yeah, but that- you get it when you're another entrepreneur. Like you understand what that can be. So I hope that this podcast like meets all of those people. I already know like an entire group that I want to share it with, Yay. but it will really just be a, a resource because I think at the end of the day, that's what you are in such an abundant way. And you do it with such, again, authenticity. And I love that about you. Oh, so thanks. thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for no. this time. I'm like, I feel like we could just keep going. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. We can. We'll yes. do it another time. Part two coming your way. Yeah, it's Elizabeth Henson. So tell people how they can find you. Yeah. So I have a podcast called the Messy Success Podcast, mm-hmm. and we are talking about leveraging. So yes. we will do like a part two cool. on my end. Um, and then Instagram, I'm Elizabeth Henson. Yeah. And then my coaching website is elizabethhenson.co. Um, photography is just Elizabeth Henson photos. But yes. yeah, See, all the things. Personal branding, all yeah. there. I love it, all and there. I love her Messy Success Podcast. So put it on your 
plan to listen to um, experience. It's awesome. And she really does just come to the table and just like, this is me. And I love, I love that, but also super resourceful. Um, and I, and, and not as long either. I like the shortness of, of yeah, the some of them are short, like little bite sized episodes yeah. just cause I'm trying to show up and yeah. talk about like what I'm really in. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talks about the pivots in there and, yeah. um, I have a lot of unpopular beliefs about social media. <laughs> like that's on there. You know, <laughs> I told the girls the other yesterday, I was like, you guys, I think the internet is going to go away. And they were like, what? And I'm like, I just want like social media is just going to blow up. You're not going to have Facebook and Instagram. Let's pretend, let's yeah. hypothesize that that's going to happen because it's a, a fictitious dream that I have. What do you have? Totally. What's yep. left? Yeah. And so I, I, I think that's going to happen. Let's just call it out. But if yeah. it doesn't, I want, if people could focus in on like the relational concept of what it is that you're building, it's not about your, your bank account. Yeah. It's about what are you giving society? What are you giving your end user, your customer, your friend, your fan that they're going to then grow from? Yeah. Like, and it's not about us. That's the first thing I, I teach people is like, yeah. if you can show up and realize that it's not about you at mm-hmm. all, yeah. it's about everybody else, then mm-hmm. like people are going to start like finding it more interesting. So right? good. <laughs> so good. So true. I'm so pumped you guys. Thank you for Thank being you here. Thank you for having me. If you have questions, you can totally drop them um, on comments and we'll go back and chat that way. Um, but yeah, we'll be um, sending this to the podcast studio and it'll be on um, all of your listening platforms in like two weeks. Yeah. So thanks. Thank you. Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. I found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums, contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend in my new podcast, Billy and the Goat. I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.